Hello, stars. This is your host, G, back with another Star 47 brand episode. Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking to you about uh, the science of controlling the astral body, uh, or at least from the perspective of practice and some of the things that you can expect, or maybe not expect. I don't want to form an expectation, but some of the things to be mindful of as you begin to engage yourself in said practice, okay? So, that's just what it is. Alright. Um. So. Anyway. Got a little distracted. (laughs) nice things out the window right but anyway um as i was saying you have to get in the mindset of having the ability to transfer your consciousness at will into this astral vehicle or this emotional body that you are structuring and giving a formation to using the strength of your own mind and if you can't do that because you say you're uh, my mind's not that strong these are fucking excuses that you are making for yourself as to why you haven't started to do the exercises in the first place so your, your mind can be strong so don't fall into that that boat you must do things to repetitive repetitively exercise that part of you and reiterate this information to yourself as much as you can. That's how you reprogram the subconscious. If you think you can one and done it, you haven't gone through the repetition. Therefore, you haven't created an adequate enough trauma in the mind. All right. So basically what I'm getting at is um, in order for for us as stars to get acclimated to the star the star body because the word astral also means star right so to get acclimated to your true star body you must transfer this consciousness that makes your physical body move into the vessel of light okay so that's what we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit today uh pretty much just giving you guys just like some general uh, overview, like I said, um, some of the things to expect when trying to uh, just trying to discover this portion of yourself. All right. And uh, if I can, I want to read to you from uh, one of one of my favorite little excerpts. It's just like a little passage uh, by Alistair Crowley, where he talks about the astral body and he details some of its workings and stuff. All right. So it's just something to think about. And then, um, let's see. So, yeah, I'll probably end up reading from that. Um, But just anyway, one of the first things you'll realize in dealing with anything of the mind realm is that it is actually a little bit harder to control the mind than you may think. Because it has a mind of its own, almost. (laughs) Right? 
um, you try to direct the visualization, all of a sudden the visualization takes on its own direction. You have to sort of do a reset and a refocus of what your goal even was in the first place. And if the exercise you attempted is even successful, uh, you still may have some doubt as to whether or not the validity of it is, is true and is certain, okay? Because you, you were so faltered, right? You faltered. So, you must realize that the astral body is not like the physical plane. It's omnidirectional, okay? The astral body is omnidirectional, meaning... Just because you can, you what you see in front of you is in front of you, doesn't mean it's actually only in front of you. It could also represent that which is behind you as well. All right, and I'm talking about in the realm of gaining astral vision while you actually fly. It's very tricky. It's very different than the perspectives that we're used to on the physical plane. Because what's in front of you is what's in front of you. And you can only reveal new information of your surroundings by turning your head to let in new photonic inf new photonic um, information. Right. You let in the photons through your retinas and your brain flips all that shit right side up. Because truthfully, you're in the world of the upside down right now. Your brain just knows all these nifty tricks so that you don't go insane. But if you could see the world for what it truly is, you might not think it was so beautiful at all. It might actually be fucking horrifying. But your perspective of what these beautiful trees are to you now as a human is what is the Gnostic, what the Gnostics call uh, the uh, like basically like a demiurge trick, right? They called it demiurge. They called it Yaldabra. Right. The deceiver. Great fucking deceiver. So think about that next time you sit under a tree. Meditate. Anyway. Uh, so one of the first things you'll see about lucid dreaming is you want to be able to wake up inside the dream and be actually conscious that you are indeed having a dreaming, a dream while you're dreaming. How is this possible? What are some methodologies you can do to get to this state? What is the point of this shit? Well, this is your ka. This is your spirit double. This is the above world, i.e. the heavens uh, that are close to Kether. Okay. Are there worlds higher? Absolutely, indeed. But this is your starting point. The astral realm is the closest realm to the physical or the etheric realm. Excuse me. The astral realm sits just above the etheric realm. The etheric realm sits just above the physical plane. Okay. So these gradients in these layers of dimension, they're actually talking about density of energy. Or density of a frequency. Density of a consciousness. That's really what it's talking about. Mind is all, rookies. Don't forget. Alright? Don't forget. 
So truthfully, these are the layers to your consciousness. That's why they must be studied and understood. Or do you not know that mind is all? What is all? The trees, the zodiac, is the zodiac all? They didn't say the zodiac was all. Our ancestors didn't say the pyramids was all. They said the mind, the individual mind. Very interesting. Okay. So upon waking up in this lucid dream, you want to have like a phrase or a motion or some in or some very familiar setting or surrounding that can remind you that you are actually in a dreamscape. So, uh, you know, having an astral plan of I'm going to go here and do this and see this specifically is what will kind of trick the brain so to speak into getting into this state now i will say the brain is separate from the mind so we say mind control this ain't brain control this is the actual true mind of god this is how you develop the skill to acquire your true will and understand the nature of your true will. Because the true will is something different. My true will, especially <laughs> as it's being uncovered to me, is definitely something different than what I even had planned and thought for myself. Because my ego is not involved in this study. Do you honestly think you have a personality outside of what you are now? Or is this just a caricature that you've taken on as a placebo type of a suit? To suit your needs on Earth. Hopefully it's the right fit. Okay. So. Uh, you want to wake yourself up in any way possible in the middle of your dream. This is what is being called. This is the lucid state. Now, lucid dreaming is different than astral traveling. Let's make that. Let's make that little distinction. All right. Astral travel is the willful removal of the consciousness into the astral state or into this state. Going to sleep and then reawakening is something different. In other words, astral traveling, you conscious the whole time. Something different. So I got to meditate yourself to sleep. It's hard as fuck to remember, especially if you got kids. But this is the practice, at least. And at least if you not something you're doing all the time. The methodology of how you communicate with spirit and how you can have deeper levels of understanding of oneself and others. All right. So. Very, very interesting. Uh, what you'll begin to notice is that the mind will, like I said, do things on its own. That you may or may not have necessarily wanted to happen. So you are trying to do your very best to keep that scenery as sharp 
and astute as possible. Okay? So you got to focus. Uh, so now here's a here's an excerpt from uh, Alistair Crowley on the control of the astral body. <laughs> All right. So how do I switch on my astral body? This is like a short read. I am having problems getting out of my physical body originally from UT, but lately repeated. All right. <laughs> this matter of switching on the astral body is a personal trick. It's a straightforward exercise and imaginative projection to visualize the thing in the first place. The main work of building it up and using it as approached by Crowley in his essays on yoga, right? Through so niggas ain't really doing that shit in yoga. Y'all niggas wanna sit down, breathe the prana of the universe. <sighs> Do you think that's fucking air you breathe in, rookie? So you'll sit there and do six hours of this shit, pay $3,000 to go on a yoga cruise and still have no spiritual knowledge. You just ate some vegan diets. You ate a vegan recipe. That shit has nothing to do with this. The true yoga is mental. Mind is all. If you're if you perform the exorcist, if you're the exorcist, you're in exercise doing your exercises. But it's an exercise of the mental. The physical exercise can assist your mental exercise, sure. But this astral travel shit, you're going under. You're in trance, bro. Ain't no moving. The mind is the only thing that's moving. So all that, I was in Walmart and I saw a goddamn toy that reminded me of... Come on. This is the next level right here. All right. It's hella skillful. So through a number of the rituals and in some other Libras, Crowley's magic and theory and practice contains a good deal of material on astral bodies, methods of working and the like. And I have both of those books. I suggest you get them. Libra E. Noel and Crowley's magic and theory and practice. You need to get both of those joints. Y'all got a lot of reading to do. Okay. It's fun. It ain't hard. These ain't hard reads. Some of them are a little obscure, but they're not difficult. Um, The main problem addressed here is to different theories, practical approaches, and, gradu and gradations of success. It's getting the astral body to function as a vehicle of self instead of an expression of imagination. This can be automatic in the act of visualization. If the automatic part isn't working, you need to experiment. A few people seem to get into this very easily, but most people need to grope about until the trick is learned. I will be analytical in as much as I have Virgo rising. Here is a list of possible problems. The disbelief barrier. I can't do it. Therefore, I can't fucking do it. So you tell yourself you can't. So you can't. You can't do magic. I can't summon the Goetia right now. I can't talk to spirits right now, even though I claim that I'm so spiritual. All I got is three crystals. Does it work? I hope it's working. <laughs> All right. Nigga, my shit works, nigga. Sometimes 
I'll say it don't work in the way I thought. But nigga, my shit work, nigga. So, you know, you got to get out of this whole I can't shit. This is a dis- this is a disbelief barrier. Disbelief is also a form of belief. So your belief is you can't do it. The threshold problem is a visualization trick and it's needed to spring you. So I, I, I need shit to spring me. That's normally me. Misconception, you may be expecting something that is not essential. So your your expectation. Dual consciousness problem. Consciousness split between the physical and astral bodies in a manner that is not evident to you. Already there problems. In order to transfer to the astral body, you must first be soundly in the physical body. Otherwise, no clear transfer may be perceivable. So that's what I'm saying. Y'all niggas thinking y'all already there. You ain't went fucking nowhere, nigga. I'm telling you, this is facts. Y'all just don't have the the humble, the humility to just study more. I promise you, you are. I'm already there. Where, nigga? Where then? If you can't tell me where, I don't think you're no fucking where. And that's just me personally, right? Because I know my home star. I know the place in the cosmos. From which I came. Okay. That can also be discovered. If y'all really doing. I thought we so. We want to know thyself. Right. I want to know thyself. And the ancestors. No the fuck you don't. Stop lying. You just want to feel better. Why don't you just go to church. Throw on some nice outfits. That shit will make you feel better. This is an astral working. You must work with the emotional body. So saying you ain't ready to face your emotion, that's like saying you're not ready to do nothing spiritual. And that's just facts of what it is. So, and I'm just being very transparent and very blunt about it so y'all can see the line in the sand, okay? Between human thought and true spiritual realization. So the already there problems in order to transfer to the astral body, which is the the emotional spirit body, you must first be soundly in the physical. Otherwise, no clear transform be perceivable. So that's what I'm saying. You're not actually going to be present anymore once you go to this body. It's like you're going to sleep. The reflex, the reflex problem. This is a tendency to check the astral body. With the physical body, a bit like moving the lips while reading. So you moving your body. You get what I'm saying? You're moving your actual physical reflexes. It's not that. Multiple astral working. It is occasionally difficult for a person to monitor the visualized astral body from another in use. Uh, but not visualized. The lust of result is very true. It's something to get over. Just got to let go and just go with it. Just go into that mug. You know, it's very when it happens, it's it's a it's a feeling you will never forget. Weakness of intent 
environmental problem, lack of the secret of Luna, something else. We'll look at each of these 12 problems in a bit, but first let's go over what to expect from an astral body transfer. The experience of being of of being the in astral body can be very different at different times. One should not look for exactly the same experience. So don't think my experience is going to sound like yours. Just be in your body and let go. Understand you're transferring your consciousness into the spirit. So you go into the all this ancestor shit. Go to the spirit world, nigga. See what's up. Right. You got to take your consciousness there. Problem is you leaving your consciousness on Earth in the body. That's what is happening. So why you think your ancestors was doing so many rituals to uplift that even after you die? You think your consciousness can't be there in a dead body to some level, to some degree? That's why they mummified the body. So that the spirit wouldn't return to it. Why was they doing that? If nothing was happening, I got a lot of questions, bruh. You know, with nothing's happening, why was they going? Why, why would that be so important to write thousands of coffin texts about shit like that? Hmm. So. The lust of result, weakness of intent. So you don't even have an intent. You have no will. It's too weak. An environment, environmental problem. So some shit around you distracting you, maybe lack of the secret of Luna, which the secret of Luna uh, would be the secret of the moon, which is the secret of the subconscious mind. So that's really what he's talking about there. Like I said, if you if you was a rookie, you would have the secret of Luna why who is luna and all of this human shit because you can't decode what luna actually is that's why they write it like that it's for the real niggas we will look at each of these 12 problems in a bit but first let's go over what to expect right so uh you gotta think about those things uh don't expect a particular result at first. Be ready to perceive what is happening, not to preconceive it. The astral body may be any size. It may be larger, the same size, or very much smaller than our physical body. It will usually be simpler in appearance. The face may be indistinct or may resemble a face from a previous incarnation. Think, like I said, your mind ain't really yours. You trying, but... That's why this practice is so profound. It make you realize like, damn, I'm not even capable of seeing my own face. The body may be concealed in a shapeless robe. In general, a highly detailed astral body is harder to activate from inside than a more indistinctly featured one. That this is not true after much experience, but is usually the case at first. The astral body may or may not be human. It could be animal, real, or imaginary. So there's your zodiac friends. It can be a god or goddess form. So what we just tell you. Or it could be a goetic demon form. If you listen to the last podcast. Okay. 
Symbols and abstract geometric shapes include the tatuas are more often used as doorways to astral states or as foci or focal points. These are the focal points. You have to have a specific focal point. That's what this is. A point or a landing point. In exercises of yoga meditation, one may identify with such a symbol as an astral incarnation. Think about that. So these symbols can represent astral incarnations. Y'all not ready for past, past life shit? telling you not not ready for that right not really or maybe you are you gotta do it on your own i'm just talking shit anyway the motions of an astral body are usually like those of a partly animated cartoon which is very true unless either the power of visualization is unusually strong or the transfer is unusually complete it is difficult to independently move parts of the astral body. This is not significantly different from independent motion of parts uh, of the physical body. When we are very young, we cannot walk. It takes a lot of practice to make the body learn how to obey the brain. It is not at all different for the astral body. At first, we'll be able to make it move about as a lump with little independent motion of things. Like at first, you will be able to see... Uh, like at first you'll be able uh, to handle it like you do uh, your later you'll be able to handle it like you do your physical body this takes practice senses all the senses of the physical body are potentially present but usually only sight and kinesthesia are active color vision may not be present especially at first so your dreams might not even be in color at first but they they probably will be these senses have the same character as those of the physical body, but they need not be subject to the same limitations. Physical sight is two-dimensional with the addition of a ranging factor in the third dimension. Astral sight is not limited to two dimensions, but may be restrained to produce a two-dimensional effect. So while I'm reading this, I want to remind you that this man, Aleister Crowley, was called the most wickedest man in the world, according to the newspapers and his time when he was uh, publishing a lot of this shit. The most wickedest man in the world. What is that saying? This is what he's writing about. I think y'all niggas all been duped. Okay. All this yoga shit y'all doing. But y'all ain't doing this. I promise you. All them fucking vegetables. What do vegetables represent metaphysically? That's some homework for the stars today. Y'all do that homework. All right. So color vision isn't necessary. Fourth dimensional astral sight is often possible. Uh, higher dimensional astral sight is also possible. To produce an astral body that can be easily used for full transfer of self-awareness, it is usually necessary to employ full dimensional vision. Three-dimensional vision of two general kinds, source-oriented and area-oriented. Source-oriented 3D vision signifies that there is one point 
that you consider the place from which you are looking, either in a particular direction or in a complete spherical spherical field, you see every object in the complete realm. That means you are aware of every surface that an object presents. It does not mean that you are aware of every detail on every surface. Area-oriented 3D vision means about the same thing, but there is not a particular place from which you are looking. You are bodiless as far as the vision is concerned. There may, there may be a structure inside or outside uh, the field of 3D vision that is yours, but you don't use it as a center for the field. One proper sequence for transfer to an astral body is this. Place the physical body in a state of minimal distraction. Define an astral working space with area-oriented 3D vision. Create an astral body for your use within this space. Use the astral body to center your attention and switch to source-oriented 3D. Collapse the dimensionality from 3 to the more normal physical 2 plus sense of depth using the eyes of the astral body as your eyes in time you will be able to expand the sight back to three and higher dimensions without losing the state of transfer to the astral body y'all getting this this is advanced no doubt since i mentioned it i will discuss higher dimensional vision a bit this may be too technical for some and is not essential for the present the character of 4D vision is often this, the ability to see through objects, including their interior parts, or the ability to perceive an object now as it was in the past, or as it will be in the future, all at the exact same time. 5D may involve all of the above, time and transparency. In these cases, the object is always seen in the complete round. For 6D sight, you can add alternative forms and figurations of the object while also seeing in the round the timeline and the interior. A magical operation of the type known as shape changing involves exchange of the alternative form with the normal form. This is a 6D operation. Less drastic effects can be obtained through the use of fewer dimensions. The act of consecration is similar, but need not go so far as replacement. For that reason, consecration is easier than shape changing. So consecrating your things as opposed to changing their shape actually is easier. That's a very advanced statement. I'm going to have to restudy that myself. Uh, I haven't read this particular passage in a while, but this is when I've read multiple times and I always come back to it whenever I'm diving into heavy astral work. But now I'm using the astral work for goetic practices and I'm bringing y'all along for the ride. So, uh, All right, so let's deal with this. Uh, so the, the image in this exercise should not be of a visual body, but of a body shaped itch. Rough clothing will help in this, as will sand in your shorts. Ditto poison ivy, poison oak recommended, poison oak or ivy not recommended. It's not recommended. Stand in an absolutely dark closet. 
and slowly move your arms horizontally up and down in front of your face keep your eyes open when you can see the shapes of your arms in the absolute dark kinesthesia is working and transferring to visual analog most people will see these shapes in occult ultraviolet a ghostly pale violet light if the if the arms appear to be dark shapes light is entering the closet test this by placing one arm over your eyes but in contact with your face if you can still see the other arm moving in the same pseudo color you have succeeded the color appears to be neurological in origin a product of the visual centers of the brain trying to see in the dark with the eyes open the visual cortex is tricked into believing that it can see the actual information comes not from the optic nerves but from the brain stem because the visual cortex believes it can see this information is transposed to create a visual image similar to what the eyes see while dark adapted this differs from true dark adaptation in that the image can be clearly seen straight on slow motion and direction reversal enhances kinesthetic uh, acuity so here's an abbreviated comment on the problems listed, listed below best cured by startling or scaring yourself typical tricks physical body laying down astral standing physical body a different size from the astral body astral body coincident in space with physical body separate the two by moving the astral body or the physical body astral backflip through a hole in the ceiling off <laughs> so he said hit a backflip with your astral body so these are some tricks to help you get out this kundalini rush so i told y'all this is how you raise kundalini you must do this shit through spiritual knowledge kundalini rush most effective but very hard on the comfort factor discuss your expectations with people who do astral pro projection cause the visualization of your astral body to walk or pass around you in a full circle if you can get all the way around without having to move your physical eyes you should be all right so you're not moving nothing physical the, us the usual point of failure is at 180 to 270 degrees based on a point before your physical eyes astral projection of the lesser pentagram ritual is particularly good for this the exercise is difficult and can only be fully accomplished when consciousness of the hadith or samadhi or smooth point of self is completely free of the physical body at the break angle if nothing else this exercise will help you identify and avoid these breaks try projection and transference after resting and after vigorous af so after you rest and after physical and after vigorous physical exercise if it get, gets better the second way this is the problem all right cure it through hatha yoga and body awareness exercises this is similar to number four and getting high on mantra helps it's mainly caused by identifying with the physical body as the true self so what uh, you identify with the tr so he said it's mainly caused by identifying with the physical body as the true self which i know is what most of you niggas who claim to read this spiritual knowledge is you think the physical body is your true self well because i just know and i read this zodiac shit i'm good I don't need to be able to control the spirit, even though I claim to be spiritual. So you're not spiritual. You just have more wording and a new vocabulary or you just want to sound smart or you just like I said, you just want to feel better about what is really wrong with you. And that's not what this shit is for.
but can it help you with that? Absolutely. But that's that was just a later day goal. One aspect of the great work. Okay? It's just one aspect of the great work. So don't expect to be inside your astral body and still be able to see it. That can wait. You will be able to do it later if you cannot do it now. So that's what he was telling you before about the different layers of your vision expanding from 2D to 3D to 4D to 5D and to 6D. So you want to see it in a first person perspective, basically, before you can see it in the third and simultaneously at the same time. Mostly for me, it's in first person. I enjoy it that way. I don't really want to see myself out side of myself it's more fun and enjoyable for me to be in the first person perspective all right experiment at different locations including a crowded noisy place you may be a zen natural so la milo duquette was saying in the he did a he projected in the middle of uh the meditative ceremony and mooned the entire uh, the entire lodge and nobody noticed it even though he was in a room full of clairvoyance so-called psychic masters and shit but nobody noticed him in the astral world mooning the fuck out of him so were they psychic masters i don't know so that's why i say the more i dive into the layers of the astral body i learn this really it must be the greatest work well part of the greatest work you can do down here spiritually because this is how you understand the emotions as well. It's not just doing cool tricks in your dreams and in the mind. This is how you psychologically heal. Okay. Uh, so don't expect to be in the body and still see it. Obviously, relax at first. Distract the occupied mind by a simple a simple. Wrote exercise like mentally reciting the alphabet forward and backwards. As proficiency with the exercise increases, you may have to complicate it. For example, mentally recite all the pairs of letters A, B, A, C, A, D, A, E, like that. Then add reversed recitations of the pair in advanced form. Right. So he's telling you to do different mantras and shit to get in the zone. Find it. Read imaginative fiction. Keep a dream diary. Track your physical and mental acuity over 28 days and roughly and through 24 hours to identify lunar and, di and, di and diurnal cycles. Learn the effects of different foods and liquids on your minds and reflexes. Check your past, especially early childhood memories, having tactile elements or recollections like photographs of your face and body. Okay. Here are some more books for y'all to get. Alistair Crowley, 1907, Diary Fragments. All right. Uh, Alistair Crowley, uh, International. Lieber Knowles, 777. It's a must-have book of correspondences. Uh, Lieber 148, The Soldier and the Hunchback. And Alistair Crowley, Clouds Without Water. Okay. So those are some books for y'all to get right there by Alistair Crowley and some more information on uh, also his other book, Magic and Theory and Practice, which is where a lot of this information on the astral body comes from. So, uh, yeah, so that's that. So. Uh, 
So those are some things y'all can do. I wish you much success. I'm about to go do some astral techniques myself. Uh, and I will talk to you guys next time. It's your host, G, with another Star 47 brand podcast. Take care. Peace.